know, if I ever say, put, let's put Harry at the big boy desk, because I think that's a good idea, just shoot me or something. i do something. <laughs> Driving me crazy here before we go on air. Give <laughs> 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 me the buttons. Harry, Harry Oates is here. I'm I here. just can't stay away from the soundboard. I love it. Whose idea was that? Who's the soundboard. We get the big shot so the audience can get perspective on how close we are to each other. Well, no, no. He yeah, is, uh, Harry is the big shot. Actually, oh. I'm, I'm getting it right now. Oh, please. Oh. Oh, stop. People send yeah. me all day. Come on, Damon. Geet it together. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. Come on, nice man. To you. I just well, can't I, with uh, the geet. I was at a nice meet and geet today, and I got <laughs> a great deal of the audience. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, Harry Oates is here. Hey, I am happy to be here to talk about our freedom tour coming up over the next few weeks. (laughs) Okay. All right, we're going to do that. Paul's here with the news. Rick Delgado's got a what even is that tonight. I can't wait for that. Um, Rick Rick Emirati's got sports. Gio Fran holding it down. we got the packed house here tonight. And um, I'm so excited for Crazy Town. I I haven't even seen it, but I did see some clips of... um, Joey Baby out there today. And I mean, besides the fact that he's just a vicious liar, he's so clueless. Um, I, I, I don't even know what the motivation is at this point for the lines and the stuff he continues to spew. He can't think there's anybody out there at this point that actually thinks um, is still on the fence about these vaccinations, whether they work or not. He keeps can he continues again to say it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I mean, it's it's so laughable. It's so laughable that you wonder why he keeps saying it. I can't imagine he's going to convince anybody. People have, that have decided they're going to get a shot have already got like nine of them. I mean, how many more are you going to get? Yeah. If you've gotten, by the way, if you've gotten two vaccinations and you've gotten a booster or two, and um, you got COVID. When they come back to you and say, by the way, I think we're going to give you two more boosters. Are you going to stand in line? It's going to be like, uh, it's going to be just like the uh, movie Animal House. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Like when they're getting paddled in the butt. So you think they would stand in line again? Are you kidding me? This cult loves them. Yes. Yes. You know why they're mad at us? Because they know it's not working and they're mad that they took it and, and they want us to take it and be just as stupid as them. That's that's what make that's what has them so upset when you... I'm not vaxxed, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm not stupid. And there's actually some weird things going on as well. Not that they're weirder, but um, you're starting now. You're going to see more of it. You're starting now to see, like CNN runs a headline the other day. Um, obese, obesity is a huge contributing factor to hospitalizations in COVID-19. And there was another study about children with obesity. Yeah. And most of us were talking about this two years ago. So unless they're taking a shot at um, Stetler, which it could be, um, I mean, we know this. We know this. What percentage of Americans are obese? I think it's 30%. 30, 40%. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty high. Up there. It's it's the highest, I think, in the Western world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then here's, I don't know if it's stunning, but it's pretty close. I was stunned to see it today. The governor of New York says today, we're going to start talking to the hospitals so we can start making sure we know who's in the hospital with COVID and who's in the hospital because of COVID. Ah. Because it's a big distinction that we should Mm. know about. Yep. Wow. 
That's a good idea. They should have probably thought about it on day two. Exactly. Well, yes, absolutely. But still, the fact that she said it. I know. They're changing the narrative. Yeah, exactly. The the narrative change is now fully underway. You keep seeing the with as opposed to the because of. Yes. You also also notice you do not hear the term breakthrough case anymore. That's gone. Have you heard heard anyone use that term in the last two weeks? I think I heard Fauci, but but he mentions it as as it's expected. It's not something that's now like, oh my goodness, it's not like a unicorn uh, that it rarely ever happens. Now it's kind of expected. And we have the breakthrough case. It's almost like it's part of the deal now. Yeah, the narrative change is definitely underway. You're starting to see things come from places you wouldn't expect it. The governor today, I was really shocked. Now, Paul hits the nail on the head, by the way. A a first-year intern could have told you that on day two, (laughs) you know, almost three years ago now. But the fact that she even said it now to me is was was eye-opening i couldn't believe it to be quite honest we need to know who's in there because of it and who's in there just happened to be with it and, and it's funny at this day and age of our lives like when you hear them starting to be a little truthful or they or they start changing the narrative you, you're not even thinking like oh they tell me the truth at any level you're wondering why are they telling me this exactly. version yeah. of the truth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a non-stop yeah. case of what do they mean by that yeah that's exactly right it's like being stoned and when you're 15 years old in high school and everything's like what does he mean by that <laughs> <laughs> exactly so or driving your car on the robert moses bridge thinking you're going up the uh, roller coaster and riding down like this and find out you're going eight miles an hour wait <laughs> did i say that out loud that sounded like a confession. <laughs> so, um, Harry Oates, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. I just got back from a little R&R. I was in uh, New Orleans. Okay. Um, pretty open city, you know, not, not many people wearing masks. It was an option, but uh, in order to get into a bunch of restaurants, you had to have a vaccination card or go to ones that really were looking Oof. the other way. Yeah, it was, that was the only downer, but overall it was, it was nice. The weather was 80 degrees. And, and, and now you're enjoyed. heading to the free estate. In the now, uh, now I'm heading to Florida. Yeah, we go to West Palm tomorrow. The bus is uh, about two hours out. And uh, we're going to be there with Julio Gonzalez, our bus sponsor, in front of the West Palm studio with Karen Turk and Ed Henry. Uh, on Thursday, obviously, we're going to be doing live hits from uh, a parking lot of Publix where the Freedom Rally is going to be taking place on um, What is that? It's, it's a bunch of uh, Florida people, obviously, uh, for President Trump. And uh, just, you know, just, just wanting to... To um, um, not his rally. No, it's not nothing to do with President Trump's rally. It's just a bunch of liberty loving people. It's just a bunch of liberty loving people people. that that are there support the president, uh, former President Trump, and uh, so we're going to be interviewing those. You know how we love to just go out and talk to people. So we're going to be doing live remotes from out there, and then we're going to be doing obviously a special uh, on January sixteenth, sixth. So we'll be doing some. hits from the parking lot and then from there we go to uh i think geo you got the promo why don't you run the promo of where we're going on saturday this will be the, the renewal. renewal i the talked renewal. about this yeah. on yesterday's yep. show um we do have a promo here g let's fire that up roll it this saturday january 8th real america's voice presents the renewal restoring america's founding covenant live from plant city florida With special guests, Carter Conlon, Mike Lindell, Jonathan Kahn, Kent Christmas, 
Louis Gomer, Ben Carson, Kevin Jessen, Sidney Powell, The Isaacs, Guy Penrod, Phil Inlow, Paul Lavelle, Frank Gaffney, John Hammond, Bill Federer, and many more. Don't miss live coverage of the renewal, Restoring America's Founding Covenant, this Saturday, January 8th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Only yeah. on Real America's Voice. So we're gonna be, we're gonna be. Who's the VO guy who does all these VOs, Harry? He's love, I love the. He's, VO a, he's a great guy. Yeah, uh, he's out of Denver. You don't know uh, his name. I don't remember his name. You know me, but he's a great guy, and, and he does all of our uh, voiceovers. He's out of Denver. He's, he's out, out of Denver. Great voice. He's out of that. Out- he runs that outfit. He's out of Denver. Great guy. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that guy runs that outfit over there across the street. <laughs> Whatever his name he does is. Have a great and, voice, though. Yeah, he does have a great voice, right? yeah. yeah. It will come to me. Dirk is his first name. Dirk. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk, Dirk, no, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk the, the voiceover guy. Okay. Okay. But, great uh, if he could just narrate everything I do. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere now I go. Paul here with the news. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B. <laughs> So but, what is this? So, so what are you doing Saturday? So, so Saturday we, we head over. Uh, we, we leave West Palm. We drive up to Plant City, which is about an hour out of Tampa, uh, to set up for obviously Saturday's event. Uh, Karen Turk, Ed Henry, Heather Mullins uh, will be uh, broadcasting live from twelve to five. Uh, we'll, so we'll be watching the general session, what's going on stage, and we'll be doing up close and personal interviews with a lot of the uh, speakers. Um, it's it's going to be a good event, you know. Well, they got some great speakers. They I mean, really do. I'll tell you, anytime Dr. Ben Carson talks about anything anywhere, I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, no, it's it's a good event that I've been speaking to the producers, and uh, you know, it's an outside theater, so it's about ten thousand, uh, you know, st- stadium outside, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be a great event from nine to five. So we are, I believe, on Sunday, going to be rerunning a lot of stuff that we won't be. Uh, you know, broadcasting from 12 to 5. So it should, it should be something interesting um, to uh, watch. And and events like this are going on all year. I mean, this our bus, and, and we'll play that promo again. I know we had a lot of people that gave us some great positive feedback on yeah. it. We, we, we're going across the, the country from now until December, hitting, you know, cities and churches ac- across the nation. And the feedback, Damon, as you know, because you hear from your view, is want, want us and, and, and want our hosts and our shows to, to get out there and meet and greet everybody. And uh, the response we get is just, it's amazing. You know, we started with maybe 50 people to 100 people in audience, and, and now we're getting 2,000, 3,000 people showing up to us, which, you know, at our, at our live events, it's, it's amazing. Hey, let me ask you some other things about what's going on with Real America's Voice. I saw that um, Amanda Head tweeted out a picture of her and John Solomon. Yeah. And it said, coming soon. I retweeted it, and I said, name a more iconic duo. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, you got John Solomon and Amanda Head together. You know, you got one heck of a team there, and I believe they're launching this month. So they're doing a show together. Mm -hmm. They're doing a show together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. There's a there's a lot of new shows that are gonna be coming over, and they'll be announced over the next month or two of the different teams that we're putting together and uh, hosts that'll be getting their own shows throughout. What are the you uh, What are you putting in the eight to ten slot? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, we were thinking about Harry's corner uh, on the road, but uh, you know, 
<laughs> but uh, you know, you know what, guys? Eight to <laughs> ten. Harry Corner's music here <laughs> coming at eight o'clock. <laughs> where's Harry's where's Dirk corner. when you need him? <laughs> where's Dirk when uh, you need him? At eight o five, Harry's Corner. <laughs> Harry's Corner. At eight ten, yeah. Harry's, Harry's corner. corner from New Orleans. Yeah, so. <laughs> Well, that's good. I mean, that's exciting yeah. stuff. I'm really excited for Amanda and John, the great John Solomon. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. You know, I saw some test uh, shows that they put together, and it's just amazing. You know, the team in, team in D.C., uh, you know, it's a good team. It's a beautiful new studio. We're putting together another one uh, over there. Uh, we're building out our West Palm studio even bigger and better. So, I mean, this network, as we said, Damon, in three years, exploded. Yeah. Exploded from what we started with a one or two hours of programming <clears throat> to where we are today, almost 13 hours a day of programming. And uh, I did notice, we'll, we'll talk about this later on, that President Trump canceled his January 6th. Um, he, he did. You could see on my, on my sheet here is a big scratch off um, of what we were doing. But yeah, yeah, we, we just got that notification. But he's going to do some hour. rallies. We start, yes, uh, on uh, January 15th in Arizona is our first rally. Okay. Um, all right, well, we'll talk doing. about all this. We'll talk about why we think the president canceled, maybe some of the things that are going on with the January 6th committee, which I've told you is the most partisan um, hack committee I've ever seen, uh, with a bunch of Nancy Pelosi lowlifes on there, including two Republicans, uh, failed Republicans. Uh, we'll get to that. So lots to do live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Harry Oates is here. We'll do sports and news when we get back right after this. past the hour live from studio 6b time to do some sports and here with that is rick emirati in the uh what is that shirt that's kind of like paisley right yeah a little blue paisley a little midnight blue i like that oh, thank Looks you good midnight uh what's going blue. on in sports well, let's talk about last night's big game, Big D. Not Steelers not. keep playoffs uh, on life support with 26-14 win over the Browns. The only now, reason I know that Paul Nolan is not trying to sandbag me here and help you behind the scenes is because I talked to him off the air last night, and he thought that Cleveland was also the right side of that game, and I, and I, did, I did as well. But I don't know. You've gotten you've gotten suspiciously hot all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> it's a so, one man show, Big so D. You look we, at that, seventeen wow. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what do I got here? Oh, you got your therapy, Big D. I got oh. zinc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's my povidone iodine solution, Doctor McCullough. Big D. <laughs> Beware the side effects. Wait, oh, that's not man. Hey, D, how's that thermostat at home? What are you keeping it at? About the 61 right <laughs> yeah, now. Right. Wow. I, remember, I was paying your heating bills a month ago. That's what they were saying. Side but, effects of what? Who said beware the side effects? I did. Of what? Of losing. Oh, well, yeah. You yeah. create irritability. <laughs> exactly. Bounce with anger. You can't tell a difference. Burst of violence. <laughs> and, 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 Paul, most of all, withdrawal at the bank. <laughs> uh, just slow. Oh, oh, wow. oh, see? He all right, big D. I'm, I'm we got a long in. way to go, pal. I know. Well, I, next I'm up not gonna... will be flushing when he flushes your segment down the toilet. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm, I'm all right, that's the time much. I'll have for sports. Let's do uh, some news now. <laughs> Well, how long are you guys taking this to? I mean, through basketball, 
football to Harry, baseball. I'm you worry just, about Harry's corner. Right, right, Let us worry about the sports, please. I'm, I'm thinking we may roll to the Final Four, Big D. That would probably be pretty cool. All right, cool. Ooh, all right what's going on? All right, well, hey, Steelers, big win last night, 26-14. The Steelers needed the win to keep their playoff hopes alive, and they did with that 26-14 win over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, while, which, while much of the focus was on Ben Roethlisberger, who played likely his last game at Heinz Field, it was Pittsburgh's defense that stole the show. T.J. Watt got his 22-and-a-half sack, uh, tying Michael Strahan's single-season record. So that's pretty huge. Uh, and uh, Steelers are still in, in the running here. Uh, Roethlisberger had a light night with just 123 passing yards and one touchdown along with one pick. So very pedestrian evening. However, it was very excited for him. And, uh, and the Steelers, obviously, the crowd was going wild. Um, and, and just, we were talking about obesity before. Stacy Cherry, one of my Twitter followers, she said she checked it online. 42.2% is the obesity rate in the U.S. I asked her for the source. I haven't heard back, but that's no, something. That sounds huh? right. That's yeah, crazy. Wow. Crazy. Uh, and one more. By the big- way, Antonio Brown's out with a video on social media saying that he doesn't think Ben's done. Right. I think he had too much. Uh, Antonio Brown has something pertinent to say. <laughs> yeah. I think he was drinking too much at the Brooklyn Nets game. Very possible, yes. Uh, and the big story today, Novak Djokovic gets medical exemption to compete at Australian Open without COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. This is from Liz Rocha of Yahoo Sports. I tweeted it out earlier. Slick Rick, Slick Rick Sports, check me out there. Novak Djokovic will be able to defend his 2021 Australian Open title after all. In an Instagram post, Djokovic revealed on Tuesday that he has received a medical exemption and will be competing at the Australian Open despite not being vaccinated for COVID-19. Rules in Melbourne and the Australian state of Victoria require all players, staff, and spectators to be fully vaccinated in order to participate or attend. But there is a process set up to allow people to apply for a medical exemption to that policy. Djokovic applied for a medical exemption, which was granted following a rigorous review process involving two separate independent panels of medical experts. Tennis Australia said in a statement, one of those was the Independent Medical Exemption Review Panel appointed by the Victorian Department of Health. Sure. They assessed all applications to see if oh, they yeah. met the... Yeah, I know, Big D. Yeah, sure they did. Cash over <laughs> convictions and he's going. That's it. Jokovic will be uh, in the in the Australian Open. Long and short of it, it begins on January 17th. Be nice to see him win it and he'll be unvaxxed. So, uh, a little uh, victory for the, Liberty. Yeah, I see all the people talking. I see a lot of talk chatter. Oh, he got the medical exemption. Oh, we don't know why. We don't We don't know. Here, here's why. They wanted to have a tournament. <laughs> exactly. They didn't want to have I mean, you know how many players if they if they told him he couldn't play, they'd have no tournament. Yep. And the backlash would be overwhelming. They're not, you know, they may be sneaky, but they're not stupid, these people. Without him, they have no tournament. He's the defending champ. He's the number one player in the world, he's one of the greatest ever. And he probably said to them, Listen, <laughs> I'm not coming if you don't if if this doesn't go through. And so they weighed their options, looked at the dollars, looked at everything else, and said, oh, we're going to grant a medical exemption. I mean, Australia's been one of the worst places as far as lockdown measures. And magically, we just think uh, all of a sudden they've seen the light. No, they saw dollar signs is probably what they saw. No, they're talking about building more and more of these internment camps for people who are unvaccinated. Yeah, And they're talking about this one report saying that the you know, that the numbers are going down, you know, in terms of people dying. You know, obviously, Omicron is, you know, people get it, come through and get out of it, and it's over. They're talking about building six times the facilities they have now. But but they're going to let this guy play? It, how, how do they justify this? It's Why don't incredible. you, if you live there, see if you can go attend 
the finals to watch him play and see if you can get a medical exemption to go watch if you're not vaccinated. See how it goes. They're not open to that. <laughs> not not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. And that's a wrap in sports for me, Big D. All right, very good. Sounds good. Let's do some news here with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? I don't know if you saw this, but a Long Island teacher who was accused of illegally injecting a 17-year-old boy with COVID-19 vaccine at her home without the ter- uh, parents' consent has been uh, reassigned from a classroom, according to reports. And uh, apparently she has been arrested on uh, on New Year's Eve. Um, reassigned? For, uh, for, uh, that was right. Reassigned, and, but not despite being arrested. What, what How district? about charged with attempted murder? Look at this. God forbid something happens to the poor kid. This is in pure insanity. Wow. Did they mention the district? Yeah, it was Herrick's High School, um, Herrick's Public High School in uh, New Hyde Park. Not, not where did no. she get the? Here's what a couple uh, of things what I, I want to know. Where yeah, did where did she, she get? How it? did she get right. a? Someone else they should be going to talk to. Be yep. a vaccine home kit. Pharmacy. Yeah, there's it's a new district attorney. Uh, well, County. her husband's a pretty high high powered lawyer, from what I understand. So. Oh really? Yep. Yes, uh, but that Lauren doesn't explain Russo. how she got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it says Lauren Russo, uh, 54, was not a doctor or authorized to administer vaccines, was busted on New Year's Eve. Uh, the school district officials declined to comment further, saying the alleged criminal injection did not p- take place on school property, as if that even matters. Um, busted. Uh, the word busted is funny. The kid was filming it. Hello? I don't think she seemed too worried, which is really baffling. Yeah. yeah she had to know that was being filmed. I mean... Yeah, it's just stunning, and the, and the, even when you hear the uh, the commentary of them talking, like she's gleefully injecting this kid, it's it's just so we've we've lost our mind. We, we have completely we've completely lost our mind to the point where uh, I, I want to know how is she getting this? Right, how, that, that's the thing. Like she's got a mu- vaccine guy. She she didn't steal it <laughs> exactly. What does she have? A vaccine guy? Hey, you got a guy. She's got somebody on the inside who gave her one. <laughs> think about that's it. as and big a part of the story to me is the is what she did obviously she's now been i guess arrested although the school district i thought i guess i guess thinks reassignment for now yeah isn't what they do with schools just uh kind of rubber room them they assign them to a class where no kids are inside for a while yeah. i guess i guess until paid? the pending char- i guess until this is see its way through they're saying yeah yeah Man, I tell you, I mean, I don't. If someone did that to my kid, I'd oh. be over there. Beat. Oh, I mean, yeah. it would be. Yeah. I mean, it would be pure. It w- I would get. Lo- I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, that you said it, bestie. How about attempted murder? We don't. Yeah. What do we see now? Like, what do the studies show globally? Six thousand people have died from these vaccines. Uh, it's more, more than, than that. that. Six, more I thought it was six thousand six hundred hmm. with direct deaths. It's more than that now. Way more than 16, that. That's just with VAERS I, I'm reporting. Sorry, United States. Um, that was, oh. I'm sorry, United States. How many is, okay. it, is it more than I that? I think it's globally? like over 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last I heard was 16,000. Well, whatever the number is, the point being, how many cases, there has been multiple studies that have shown in teenage boys the. the, the uh, Yes. The cases of myocard or pericarditis. Yeah, between up to their twenties, that we've seen the we've showed the montage of the athletes dropping from the pro level, collegiate level, high school level, globally. All right, more news with Paul. More with Harry Oates. Right here at Live from Studio Six B. We get back right after this.
Women's Leadership Summit for Turning Point USA. Florida. Trump is about to speak in a few hours. We went Florida by a lot. When we take back Congress. They are live from Studio 6B. Harry Oates and the crew out on the Freedom Bus Tour all over this country. Yeah, it was amazing. That's good stuff, Harry. Yeah. Thank you. It, it, it's, it, you know, you sit there and you And that, if you remember, we just started middle of May and took it right to the end of December with Turning Point. But where we went, I mean, I just, this Google's Maps comes up. Just the month of November, 30 cities, 30 cities, two countries, just in the month of November, we, we went with the Freedom Tour. It's, it's crazy. But... The people welcome us with open arms wherever we are. You know, it's it's crazy. Coming up this year, I told you what we're doing this week. But uh, even looking further, we got Rock the Red coming up in a few weeks. We got CPAC happening uh, in February. CPAC's in Florida this year. CPAC's in Florida, yeah, at the Rosen. So, uh, and in between, we got the, the next Trump rally on July 15th in Arizona. I'm sorry, July, January 15th in Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, it's It's... It's just the beginning of, of this year. 
you know, I don't know if you heard us last night, but we were talking about, um, and I give a lot of credit to uh, the Zen Master and the whole crew on, on this network because they knew this three, four years ago. Having spent a lot of time in the digital, digital space, OTT space, do you know that Joe Rogan right now, being just on Spotify, has 11 million subs on his video and audio Spotify shows? He's averaging, Tucker averages about four. That's the highest rated show on television. Four. Rogan averages, averages for the last quarter of the year, 11 million viewers per show. So people are not consuming mainstream media. Even, um, I mean, you know, Tucker gets 4 million. That's a huge audience. It's a huge audience, but I think more and more people are just going to where we are on the overtop platforms, the, the, the Roku's, the fire sticks, the, the apps themselves, yeah. Pluto. I mean, people cut the cord. I cut the cord five years ago, you know, and, and what I'm, what I'm saying though, is these people are building audience numbers on YouTube and Spotify right. and places oh. that are bigger than what MSNBC and CNN right. are getting in prime time. Yeah. I mean, most of those shows don't even break a half a million. Well, wasn't uh, wasn't Don Lemonhead getting about a hundred thousand a night in prime time? I mean, I don't, I don't. He was the lowest rated. I know. I think it was more than a hundred thousand, but it wasn't much more. No. Yeah, it I was, think I think a hundred thousand was like the key demo that they really wanted, but you know that's was, that's was basically so, nothing. Yeah, it was essentially nothing. Right. Which honestly, it almost feels like I don't know anybody who would watch. You know. It, it, I well, I'll watch him when he's drunk. I'll watch them when he's drunk. I told you last night, man, they're good when they're drunk. <laughs> so once a year. Yeah, I'll watch them. New Year's Eve. I'm telling you, CNN's got it down on New Year's Eve. They're yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, they are on New Year's Eve. They get, man, they hit the bottle and they're, they're roaring to go. Taking out the Blasio. <laughs> just well, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens to CNN over the next year because, you know, they just got bought over. Me too. You know, and John Malone uh, has made some comments that, uh, you know, we're going to clean things up here. We're going to move things around. So it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Turner's let that thing go. And uh, same thing with NBC Comcast. They, they yeah. don't seem to care. MSNBC, Joy Reid goes on every night. They, I heard You heard rumblings of maybe they'd had enough of her, but no. No changes over there. They're also stuck with these major big contracts. That, that it's going to take a lot to get them out, so they're just going to yeah. be riding them out. You know. Well, speaking of New York... Um, I saw this today, and um, again, you know, you want to you give the new mayor some, some semblance of at least a fair shot. He's a guy who came from being um, in, in the police. You know, he's a, he's a law enforcement guy. He said some things about uh, we're not going to let uh, crime and gangs in this run wild. In my, uh, you know, he's been threatened already by Black Lives Matter. And if you, if you, you think you're going to crack down on this, you got another thing coming. Well, his new... Um, his new Manhattan DA is certainly not helping. And it'll be interesting no. to see the position now that the mayor is going to take. Because this is what came out today. I just happened to pick it up in the post. Manhattan DA is now going to stop seeking prison sentences in slew of criminal cases. Who needs to be soft on crime and who needs soft on crime judges when the district attorney doesn't even want to lock up the bad guys? Manhattan's new district attorney has ordered his prosecutors to stop seeking prison sentences 
mean, it's not funny for harders of crap, but it's just, it's just, not, it's, I mean, you're it's right. Just, it's not it's funny. One of those, it's absolutely hysterical. It's like, well, what could, what could go wrong here? Right. What, what could possibly go wrong? Stop seeking prison sentences for hordes of criminals and to downgrade felony charges in cases, including armed robberies and drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> According to a set of progressive policies he made public today. In his first memo to staff on Monday, Alvin Bragg said his office, quote, will not seek uh, incarcerated sentences except with homicides and a handful of other cases, including domestic violence felonies, some sex crimes, and public corruption. Yeah. <laughs> so, so short of killing someone, you're good to go in New York yeah. City. So as a businessman, I'm going to start a, a new crime syndicate. We will supply <laughs> dental. We will supply medical. We'll be a 401k. We need people who can crack, you know, safes. We need, uh, you know, we're going to need some traffickers. <laughs> Are you kidding? What is, how is this possible? How is this possible? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's start a mafia. Assistant district attorneys must also now keep in mind the impacts of incarceration, including whether it really does increase public safety, potential future barriers to, con- to convicts involving housing and employment and financial costs of prison and racial disparities over who gets time, Bragg said. Oh. So, in case, so, so the color of your skin is going to determine whether you should go to jail? That's what it sounds like. It's also going to determine, by the way, whether you can get a monoclonal antibody in New York, according yeah, to the that's governor. That's the truth. Yeah. Boy, what racist they are. In cases where prosecutors do seek to put a convict behind bars, <laughs> the, request, the request can be no more than 20 years for a determinate sentence, meaning one one that can't be reviewed or charged by a parole board. So here, so putting all of the just the moments aside for a second, I, I don't. How can a district attorney come in and just completely usurp the rule of law? I mean, to say you've got person, you know, you're going to institute your uh, whatever is one thing. How is this even uh, allowed? Legal or whatever the word is. I mean, you can't just overwrite the whole entire uh, code of uh, penal code, can you? Been doing it. Well, it's not overwriting, it's just they're not going to they're not going to pursue charges. They're going to they're going to plead it down. Bragg's memo also detailed the following instructions for prosecutors to reduce charges filed by cops in various cases. Armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores and other businesses will be prosecuted only for petty larceny. A misdemeanor. It's like I can't even believe I'm reading this. <laughs> Armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores and other businesses will be prosecuted only for petty larceny. A misdemeanor provided no vic- oh, oh, sorry. Provided no victims were seriously injured. So just go in, threaten their life, break yeah. the glass, take right. the stuff, don't, and then you're good. Which is what they've been doing for months. The stores have been closing around the country because the stores are saying, hey, we, we can't now, we can't." what stay if you're a store anymore. owner and you shoot someone waving a gun at you? Shot somebody. Well. You're going to go to jail. Mm. Convicted criminals caught with weapons other than guns will have those felony charges downgraded to misdemeanors unless they're also charged with more serious offenses. Did the mayor chime into this? Did he say anything? I, I don't believe he's, he's responded to this yet. 
Because he, he's, he's a law enforcement guy. He's not. Nah, he's, he's not, not, not really. that, Harry. Come on. I, I, no, I got he's a better than what buddies. we had. Well, that's not saying a lot, but look, it's true. Look, just, <laughs> just, not. it's better than what we had. Just because I played Cowboys and Indians doesn't make me a Cowboy. <laughs> right. well, wait, well, right? So wait a minute. What do you, what do you, so what in his past, be- Rick, what, so what specifically though, when Harry says he's a law enforcement guy, obviously on the, on the face of that, that's true. Right. But he, 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 he was, so he was a police co- officer, but he's never been for the police. He's always kind of stood against them. And he's had multiple he changed locations on multiple occasions because he was widely known as a racist within the police department, constantly abusing white officers. And that's, uh, and, and that's, that's documented. You know, he was well known as a guy who was constantly coming down on, on all about skin color and advancing, uh, you know, officers of color. And he was, he was, uh, he was bounced around a lot throughout his career. Very, very well uh, known. Okay. All right, more sports news live from Studio 6B when we get back. to the hour live from studio 6b real america's voice make sure you follow us on all our social media at lfs6b on twitter facebook.com slash lfs6b at lfs6b on getter picked up a lot of uh followers on getter last night pretty active on getter today i was yeah saw some geats nice oh god are you liking getter uh yeah it's yeah. So, it's a little so it's a little bit of an echo chamber right now, but it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's good. Rick's got this stupid thing he's doing. Did you hear about this, Harry? No. It's well, not No, no, no. Stupid. Shush, shush, shush. no, no let be, me hear. Let me okay, hear. Okay. So Harry's hasn't heard. <laughs> okay. So Harry, on Twitter, you tweet. Yes. So what do you do on Getter? Getter? I have no idea. Get? Okay. No. Close. Very good. You geet. You geet. Isn't that better? Okay. Better on Getter if you geet. See? Is that your own slogan? Or yeah, is that- made yes. last night. he made it up okay. last night. Why don't you go tell, call the getter people and let them know we're going to geet. I'm going to. I was okay. thinking about we should have Jason on and see what he thinks We, we can have Jason It's a on. geet. Jason, do you want to geet? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Jason's going to be a huge fan of that if I had a guess. But geet. I, this Rick's is picking a huge up fan fire. Of it, so. Let's Look, get it on even a picture. and geet. Yeah. Geet. All right, let's do some sports. And here with that is Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? Right, big D. You know, we do have a bowl tonight, actually. The uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl, NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Rick's uh, LSU Tigers are playing tonight. They're playing Kansas State, and Kansas is laying 10. I'm not touching that game, Big D. I'm going to pass on that one. I don't want to put any action on that. But I will have an update on that. Game is at 9 p.m. Kickoff. Why? Why don't you want to have any action? On because that? I have no feeling. LSU's been out all year. Oh, and I, I, didn't, I don't, I don't I didn't know Kate. you were such a serious, serious player. Oh, come you on, have to have Rick. a feel. Roll okay. five grand or something? Come no. on. 
All right, fine. No, I'm going to pass on that one. Just Ooh. didn't do my homework on it. Uh, anyway, reports. <laughs> Buccaneers still haven't released wide receiver Antonio Brown after troubling exit. This is Zach Wasink of Yard Barker. The song remains the same regarding Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown following his dramatic and bizarre bit mid-game <laughs> exit during Sunday's game. We covered that last night. Um, but, you know, as it turns out, Big D, he did go to a separate physician and he was examined and an MRI did show that he has a, a serious ankle injury and well, is definitely causing pain. Uh, let me ask you a serious question here. Do you think Tom Brady is going to look at that team and if he needs Antonio Brown to win another championship, do you think he's going to go to them and say, you're not cutting him. I don't care what you guys got to do. Make up right now because I need him on the... What, what do you think is going to happen? I think exactly what you said. He's not cutting him. And I think you'll see Antonio Brown on the field with this team. They're going to dismiss it as a medical issue. And uh, even though that was absolutely bizarre, I watched the clip again before we came on set. I just can't believe how the guy carried on. So he's definitely got, you know, some issues. Like I said, NFL, not for loons. But, uh, man, I don't know. The guy is a little crazy. But I see him back on the team. And Tampa's got a good shot. We'll see. I mean, only thing standing in front of Tampa, I think, right now is probably Green Bay in the NFC this year. Um, and uh, let's get to the NHL. Paul's going to love this one. Rangers sit atop NHL after Kreider and Strom beat the Oilers. AP report. Let me Follow me on this one now. New York Rangers coach Gerard Gallant uh, was looking for a strong group effort against the Edmonton Oilers. He got it last night, and now his team is sitting atop the NHL standings. Chris Kreider scored his 20th goal. Ryan Strom had a goal and two assists, and the Rangers beat the slumping Oilers 4-1 to for their third straight win. The latest win followed by two victories against two-time defending champion Tampa Bay including a 4-0 shutout on Sunday, has put the Rangers on top. They're tied with the Washington Capitals. They both have 48 points each as of tonight going into the action. And I got a tweet. You know, boy, the Ranger fans are starting to feel their oats, and they're very insufferable. Paul, listen to this one. I got Michael Giello, uh, Giello uh, on my tweet, tweet uh, uh, Slick Rick Sports. Real name is Peter Fee. I don't can't figure that out. But anyway, at Slick Rick Sports. Speaking of those near death, you can add your Icelanders to that list. Maybe you can bring back the fish stick jersey. To motivate the boys. Don't strain your neck looking up at the standings, Ricky boy. Ricky boy, you must know me well. Laugh out loud. Boy, so they're, they're, they're popping off quite a bit. Have they, I mean, have they been anywhere in the standings in the last decade? No, we know that, Paul. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, I'll tell you, watch out. Rangers are hot. I know Delgado likes the Rangers. Didn't the Ran- Rangers win a cup in like 95 or something? 96? 90, 94. 94. 93, 94. 94? 94. 94 season. That's yep. when they purchased the cup. Okay. Yep. And the before last cup. Before that, 1940. And the last cup, the Islanders won was what, around the same time? May 17th, 1983. 83. Yeah, 83. I was there. Slick Rick was there. I was in the house. A decade before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was a short decade. Anyway, they're feeling their oats in the garden. Was dancing at Studio 54. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Big D, that's a rapid sports. Back very, to you. I'll give you an update on that bowl game. Thing. All right, very good. Uh, let's do some news here with um, the Islanders' biggest fan. That would be one Paul Nolan. What's going on? Icelanders. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? So, I don't know. Uh, from the Hill. The debacle of defunding the police is coming home to roost. That's an interesting <laughs> article here. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to have a follow-up on this in New York City in about six months. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Uh, liberal mayors across the country who took an axe to budgets of their police departments following the death of George Floyd almost two years ago are scrambling. Now they find themselves under extraordinary pressure from residents, including those who elected them, to address the unprecedented levels of crime and violence in their cities. Huh. 
combined with unrelenting national media attention regarding their early support for defunding the police and inability to put forth an effective alternative anti-crime solution, <laughs> liberal mayors are now reversing course wow. and publicly calling for increasing funding, really? aggressive policing measures, harsher penalties, and federal assistance for their cities. These mayors couldn't resist the temptation, no matter how impractical and unnecessary the idea was. They joined groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and uh, Democratic members of Congress, most notably the Squad, and immediately began slashing the budgets of police departments and limiting uh, limiting their operations instead of implementing more reasonable, common-sense approaches. Hmm. Now, with that, I think we should roll this clip, G, of it's probably a good idea to add some police to the streets. Six we, uh, people are recovering from a chaotic gun battle that erupted on the streets of Germantown just last night. That includes a woman who is critically injured in that set of six people. Newly released surveillance video shows the lawlessness, the shootout, where more than 80 shots were fired. Surveillance video captures a hail of bullets flying through a Germantown neighborhood just before 1130 last night. Police say around 87 shots were fired, sending six people to the hospital including a 21-year-old woman shot several times in the chest and torso, leaving her in critical condition. Five men ranging from 19 to 29 years old in stable condition. The gunfire was exchanged at the corner of Germantown Avenue and Column Street. Police say a group of people were standing at the corner when this white van pulled up and six people got out, shooting at the group on the corner. Several members of the group returned fire. The initial shooters got back in the van, which was last seen traveling westbound on Germantown Avenue, with a rack on the roof and distinctive graffiti on the passenger side. Today, members from Germantown Mosque stood in solidarity, fed up with the gun violence in their neighborhood. No doubt, it's alarming and it appears to be more like a war zone. It's been a violent year with a record number of homicides. City Council President Daryl Clark tells Action News everyone has a role to play in ending the bloodshed. Stop pointing fingers. The district attorney, the police commissioner, the court system need to get their act together, right? They know what the scope of the problem is. Let's figure it out. Now, those guys who jumped out of the truck in New York would probably uh, have to go home and write on the chalkboard, I will not shoot anymore, like 50 times and maybe like, you know, a $50 fine and they'd be off. That'd be it. It's uh, it's stunning. I mean, that looks like Cheyenne in the Wild West. Yeah. I mean, that's just like people just... I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be the city. It, so. it, like the defund the police, Paul just did. It's like if you go back then when they started to do this, you think you're thinking to yourself, oh, what, what could go wrong here? It's the same exact feeling you should have right now about New York City, about the new DA. Yep. Oh, geez, this is I'm sure this is going to turn out great. Six months or a year from now, we're going to look back and think, wow, what a great decision that was. That really worked out well for the city. All right, Harry's got to go. Harry, thanks for thanks for popping in. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right, hour two coming up live from Studio Six B. More news with Paul. Crazy Town should be a good one. We'll talk about what Biden said or Biden lied about today when we get back.
All right, live from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Amorati's got sports. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Uh, Rick Delgado's got a what even is that here coming up in a second. Uh, Maureen sent me an email, Paul Nolan. This is a good point, by the way. She says, uh, Big D, how is that Vax stored? Does this teacher have a sub-zero freezer? And if not, <laughs> how long was it sitting in an uncontrolled environment? That's a that's a pretty good point. Yeah. Don't I mean, these things yeah. have to be kept at a certain temperature yep. to stay uh, should whatever? Should be handled by a pharmacist. Right. Shouldn't it. they be handled by a medical professional? Yep. Not, Not only that, teacher? but when you get vaxxed, they put you in a room for about 15 minutes after the fact with an EMT worker in case you have an allergic reaction. Wow. Like they're there with full gear, paddles, everything. If you go into anaphylactic shock because of an allergic reaction, you need hospitalization and emergency care. Wow. Yeah, but you know what? She she's a teacher. It's all she good. Knows, she knows better. Yeah, she knows better. Come on. I mean, I, it, that is just. I mean, there's <laughs> so much. The kind of, that's the kind of stuff. Where everything is so crazy, dumb right so, now. It's just, just so crazy. And these teachers are so arrogant. They believe that they're the center of the universe. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna miss Harry though. <laughs> that. that. Uh, good for you. Uh, anyway. Hey, I like the social distancing on set. Very that nice. Right. one of us. He smelled terrific. <laughs> yeah. He smelled yeah. like aqua velva and pizza. That makes one person on the show is going to miss him. That's good. Uh, he's the best. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love him. Just love Harry. Uh, all right. It's time now for one of my new favorite segments here on the show. And that, of course, is Rick Delgado with what even is that? All right, Damon, well, thank you. And, uh, you know, before this whole fake pandemic thing, you know, I knew there was a certain amount of what we would call, I guess, mass hypnosis, if you if you must. But it all seemed kind of okay, really, when you think about it, because, well, maybe we really didn't notice it much at all. And maybe because there were some things that, you know, we really did want to be true or, or we really did want to be popular, you know, from the first black president, which helped prove that we were not a racist nation as the lying Democrat communists continue to tell us and have they, they insisted every four years to uh, someone like Sebastian Maniscalco being a really funny comic. I mean, I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I'm sure some people do. And I'm sure they think he's funny, but I selling out the I, garden I, funny. I love yeah, him. I was there. Yeah, I went. No, it's <laughs> great. But like I said, there are just some things that, well, they seem innocent enough and that it's okay, right? That, that you, can, you can just believe it. And then this weekend, something odd happened mm. near me, near us, as a matter of fact. Cool. And it may have happened near where you live, too, wherever you might be. And here's what I mean. Look at this. Nassau County decided to distribute 40,000 COVID testing units at Nassau Coliseum. Now, at first glance, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. I was like, yeah, so uh, who cares? And that was it. And I didn't give it a second thought. But then I saw this, followed by this. And also this. And finally, we see this. And all I could think was, what even is this? What is going on? Did, did, did some band out there all of a sudden announce that they're doing a free show somewhere? <laughs> yeah, nope. You know what was going on? Again, this. Yeah. 
this is what was going on. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. And I thought to myself, this is literally the definition of mass hypnosis on a scale I don't think we've seen since uh, like Michael Jackson released Thriller <laughs> and, and everybody started dressing like him and moonwalked everywhere they went. Mass psychosis. Right? Exactly. To, yeah. to, to think that at 7 a.m., this was happening at a 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. That all of these people would jump in their cars sure. to go get a free COVID test to me represents a level of lunacy <laughs> I didn't think was possible. <laughs> but as Paul referenced earlier, <laughs> this is the topper. Here you go. Just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, this COVID nonsense in years. And then we see this. This Long Island woman, which Paul was just talking about, under arrest for allegedly giving a COVID vaccine shot to a teen without permission. Yes, allegedly. this lunatic. I saw the video. <laughs> just watch. Yeah. Laura Parker Russo is her name. According to detectives, gave an injection of what is believed to be a COVID vaccine to a 17-year-old boy inside her home on New Year's Eve. What even is going on here? Well, that's when I remembered this from Dr. Peter McCullough, who said on Joe Rogan that I've listened to like three times by now. Check this out. We're in what's called a mass formation psychosis. Yeah. This and you're probably important. like, uh, Doc, what even is that? A mass psychosis is when there is a groupthink that develops that's so strong that it leads to something horrific. And the examples are these mass suicides that occur in these religious cults. The example is Nazi Germany, when people walk into gas chambers and were gassed, these horrific things. Yeah, and holy crap, what even are, are, are the signs there, doctor? Four elements here, it's very important, Joe. First, there must be a period of prolonged isolation, uh -huh. lockdowns. Number two, there must be a, a, a withdrawal of things taken away from people that they used to enjoy. Check. Happened. Number three, there must be constant, incessant, free-floating anxiety. Oh, all this news cycle, all the yes. the deaths and the hospitalizations, more more variant mutant strains, everything. Fear, people fear, becoming fear. scared yes. over and over again. Check. And the last thing, number four, the capper. The capper is there must be a single solution offered by an entity in authority. And in this case is clear worldwide. The solution was vaccination yeah everybody and, must take the vaccination and that right there pretty much explains it and it's something that you see playing out across not only this country but around the world you've probably run into some form of it yourself friends who proudly tout "Ooh, look at me i got vaxxed family functions which includes myself by the way not being invited to christmas eve as the rest of the family members uh, a few of them real doctors mind you demanding everyone get tested before they walk into the house Sure. What the hell is even that? Yes. Just to know this, this is real. I mean, yeah. how else do you think this could have happened? And if you speak out against it, say anything not going along with the approved narrative, my God, actually think for yourself and ask real tough questions about stuff and why it doesn't make sense. Anybody who questions that narrative is to be immediately attacked. They are the other. This is central to mass formation psychosis. Yes. Yeah, so and Facebook, this is what has happened. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and every, every talking head in the mainstream media will shut you down. Why? Because it's about control and your compliance and losing your liberty and freedom. It's all they want. Wear your damn mask. Wear your damn mask. Damon, back to you. <laughs> all right. Very good. That was great. Sebastian Maniscalco. Excellent. I love him. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Rick's hung up on. Yeah. Maniscalco. That was, that was great. Right. That. I mean, that was, put Carrot Top in there, for God's sake. <laughs>
mean, that on. looked like about 40,000 cars, by the way. It was, it was insane. There was traffic everywhere at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. You guys know the book, Brave New World. I saved this quote a while back because I just recently read that book again. Uh, in 1961, he did a, uh, a speech uh, at, a, at a convention in, in Tavistock, um, group in California Medical School. This is what the quote said in 1961. There will be, in the next generation or so, a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without without tears, so to speak. Producing a kind of painless concentration camp for the entire societies so that people will, in fact, have their liberties taken away from them but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods. And this seems to be the final revolution. Think about that quote from 61. Does that not sum it all up right there? It's yeah, crazy, man. Pretty much. It's crazy. Because this is, and again, you know, until I saw it by both those doctors explaining it, and they rattle off, you know, here's what you're going to see, bing, 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 and, and it's like a checklist of what needs to happen to have it happen. And now what you're seeing is, is you know, people running, oh, no, you got to have a mask on. Even though if they're not even, they're not even checking anymore. But people are still, they're still trained now. They're like trained monkeys. It's like, oh, you got to put it on. Got to put it on. Got to go get my vaccine. Oh, my God, if you don't have a vaccine, I can't be near you. You know, that, that's, that's crazy. This is a next level crazy. Well, also, Malone, um, I was going to try to find the clip, but I got to go through the whole interview to find the, the one clip that he talks about the, um, what do you call it, the emergency youth authorizations. And the fact that, and, and I mean, Joe Rogan listens to him and says, wait a minute, are you trying to tell me that you think it's possible that they are purposely withholding monoclonal antibodies right now and the other things we're seeing right now to make sure that there's enough people sick that they can then extend the um, youth authorization for, to continue to give their vaccines. And Malone says, well, I mean, you, can, you put two and two together. Yeah. But what are we seeing right now? The fear is ramped up like, you know, almost back to early, early days. Biden's totally lost. He's been in total, utter failure on the whole thing. Yeah. And all he talks about is a winter of misery and death if you're unvaccinated. Yeah. And he and, did it did it today. Yeah. And what they come out with now? What's the what's the new thing? Ooh, Flurona. Now they're yeah. mixing it all in together. Let's yeah. go twenty one G. Let's hear a little bit of this idiot today. What he Pandemic. what he talked about. I know there's a concern and some considerable confusion about the rising cases. So let me provide a quick update and talk about three specific topics. And I'll give it to you straight, as I promised you I always would. See, now, if he goes to Madison Square Garden, he can sell out with that. That's with crazy, that how, do you, how do you take that seriously from a guy who's sitting on a fake set with a fake window with fake snow? <laughs> on a tiny little, like, look at this little holly yeah. hobby desk. I'm going to give it to you straight like I was. First of all, he's already said, well, we didn't see the Omicron. We didn't see Omicron coming. We didn't see it coming. I mean, you know, it was only all of us saw it in South Africa, but he didn't see it coming. He didn't know beef was $5 a pound. Yesterday he told us his wife's soup, a friend at the table told him. And it's seven, by the way. I mean, so, I mean, what does he know? He's going to give what to us straight? Go ahead. 
hearing continued rise in cases. Omicron is very transmissible, transmissible variant, but much different than anything we've seen before. And but you can protect yourself and you should protect yourself, quite frankly. Get vaccinated, get boosted. There's plenty of booster shots. Wear a mask while you're in public, because what we know is this. The impact from the rising cases depends on the effect on the person based on whether that person what their vaccination status is. Oh you can control how big an impact Omicron is going to have on your health if you get over Omicron. You know, that's, an, that's enough. Those that's are enough. fully vaccinated. That's just so, so, so idiotic. You know, I'll tell you who I encourage you all to watch on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search for Dr. John Campbell. Go to YouTube and search for Dr. John Campbell. Because if you want someone who will tell you what's going on, what you can do about it, and he'll include everything. He's vaxxed. He's not anti-vax at all. He'll, he'll say vaccination is some, maybe some part of protecting yourself. But he'll also talk about natural immunity. He'll also talk about all these other early treatments. He will give you the facts. I, he does at least two or three videos a day. I watch every single one of them. I think he's excellent. He's informative. He's uh, very pleasant to listen to and to watch. This guy, I mean, just he's just useless. from Studio 6B, 17 past the hour. Let's do a little sports. And here with that is Slick Rick at Slick Rick Sports on Twitter. Rick Amorati, what's going on? All right, Big D. Well, we're going to go out to Houston real quick. We got the uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl NRG Stadium in Houston. Right now, 12 minutes to go in the first. 0-0 LSU and Kansas State U. So that game's over on ESPN if you want to check it out. But stick with us until the show's over. Uh, let's get to sports right now. Jalen Hurts pens concerned letter to Washington football team. NFL after stands collapse. This is Adam Stites of Yard Barker. Jalen Hurts wasn't injured by the avalanche of fans who tumbled out of the stands and nearly landed on top of the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback as he walked into the tunnel at FedEx Field. Still, he made it clear that he was concerned about the quote, near tragic incident and a letter written to the Washington football team and the NFL. As you are aware, many individuals, including fans, media personnel, and myself, were placed in a dangerous situation when portions of the FedEx field tunnel collapsed, the letter said, via Nick Havla of the Washington Post. Although I was able to prevent the barrier from crashing onto me, that was not the same for others who could be suffering from lingering injuries. In a statement released Sunday night, the Washington football team said the group of fans who fell from the stands were offered on-site medical evaluation and left the stadium on their own accord. Four of those fans spoke to ESPN and said they were not offered anything. And we covered that last night. Um, however, uh, you know, Hertz is concerned. And, uh, you know, that is very dangerous, obviously, that that would happen at an NFL stadium. Hertz led the Eagles to a 20-16 win Sunday, improving the team's record to 9-7 and and clinching a wildcard berth. And the 1-800-LAWYERS has asked to have their in-stadium sponsorship signs removed at FedEx Field immediately. Uh, 
And the Washington football team is going to announce their new team name and logo, Big D, on February 2nd. You see what they're doing here? 2-2-22, Groundhog Day. <laughs> they're going to be announcing the new team's name. And little hint, whoever owns the WashingtonAdmirals.com domain name decided that it should redirect to the Washington football team website. So I have a funny feeling it might be the Washington Admirals, uh, the new team name of the team, but we'll hmm. find out. And that's, I know everybody's waiting with. Oh, well, that'll be breath. good. So we'll have more admirals in Washington who can't win anything. Good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rumor has it the Washington Capitals are changing their name to the Washington Insurrectionists, but that's another story. That's a wrap in sports, Big D. Okay. Uh, you haven't been drinking tonight, have you? No. Okay, <laughs> Not good. at all. All right. Let's do some <laughs> no, news. No, no, Here with that's Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? So there is a new poll out. The first year almost over, new poll shows record high disapproval of Joe Biden. Uh, the new voter survey from CNBC change, uh, and Change Research shows a record percentage of respondents disapprove of how President Biden is running the country. The poll found 56% of voters now say they disapprove of the job Biden is doing. How many? 56. <laughs> right? I mean, do we believe polls, but... I mean, first add, thing I'm add 30 of, points to that, at least. I mean, name... I mean, Go anywhere, like, and ask if they, I don't know. Anyway, it just still says that uh, um, the prior polls in the series uh, showed that his disapproval rating was as high as uh, 54% in September and 49% in April. 60% of the surveys, 1,895 respondents said that they disapproved of Biden's handling of the economy, marked a six-point decline in approval from September. And uh, it goes on to say, in addition to the 60% respondents saying they were displeased with the way president has handled the economy, 72% disapprove of how he handled the rapidly escalating price of everyday goods. An overwhelming majority, 84% of those polled, said that the prices of groceries have gone up in the last month, while 20% said they were making more money than they made last year. A plurality of respondents, 38%, blame Biden for the rise in inflation. So, I mean, what, what, group of, um, what group of Americans, I don't even like grouping them, but I guess we just, however, however you want to say it, what, what, who in the country could be thinking they're better off under Biden? Who? What uh, do you do? The, what, co- the, the Biden family, maybe? Okay, that's that's other than them. Hunter's doing great right now. I know he's, we know that. But I mean, seriously, well, who who? But, you know, you know how it is with people. I mean, they dig themselves into an ideological trench, and they spend their life protecting their uh, belief system in the letter D, and they wear it as a flag, and then they and then they take it with them everywhere, and it defines their character, and they feel like their whole persona is based on this political stance they've created for themselves. And they have their little tribe, and they and they stay deep within it, and they bounce all the things off for confirmation biases, and and they put themselves in a hole, and they'll never admit they're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, well said. Uh, they'll also never admit that they're not better off. There's no, there's no group, there's no set of Americans in any. Uh, on any level of uh, income or of um, what you do, impl- nothing. Who is better off than they were uh, now? Well, Bezos, than they were- all right, the, the billionaire class is doing great. Right? We've, yeah. we've seen the greatest consul- uh, consolidation of wealth in the history of mankind. So I guess, yeah, doing Pe- well. people who have own assets have done well. But that's more of the Fed than it is 
of dummy in the in the White House. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, on on the the group that Paul was describing there, they actually think. I think a lot of them actually think they're better off because, well, it's not Trump. Well, tr- if Trump were in office, you know, he'd be doing this and this and this. That's that's their level of, you know, that's how they gauge things. Because if Trump were in office, their lives would be miserable. But now that he's out of office. Everything is better. Maybe they're spending, you know, 10 bucks more a week on milk, for instance, but they don't care because that's a small price to pay, Damon, because Trump doesn't send mean tweets anymore. To them, that's rational. And again, it goes back to Paul's, uh, the way he tied them up. Uh, uh, they don't want to admit they're crazy. <laughs> Those are two very good points. Yeah, and and you're probably both right. I'm, I'm, you're, you are both right. I, I think it's, it's emotional. For a lot of people, this stuff yeah. becomes emotional. They're so invested. It becomes part of their very fiber, right? And they feel like it's an affront on them if they say anything about this, you know, their ideological team. But look, I'm going to tell you, it was like that with the Bush clan too. When, when the media constantly promoted, let's be honest, the Bush clan was, you know. Their history with the CIA, the Trilateral Commission, you know, the the Council of Foreign Relations, everything they had done was all about globalism and and globalist behavior. Like the connections they all had, but people wouldn't admit it. People didn't want to admit it then that that the R team, the ideological stances on the R were super bad when they were, you know, running the show for a long time with the the Zygmunt Brzezinski's and the Wolfowitz and the Cheney's and the whole. You know, project for the new American Century Gang. If you're out there and you want to try to learn a little bit about them, look up the project for the new American Century and that doctrine that was written in the 70s. And it's crazy how all of the things towards globalism was was built back then. And there were, there's people who still are so entrenched that the Bush family was this wonderful, benevolent, you know, patriots for America, which they they weren't. They were globalists. And the, and the Patriot Act was a precursor to all this that we're dealing with now. You know, it's it's all been erosion of freedom for a very long time. So it, it's, it goes on both sides. So before you go ahead, just remember to challenge your ideology. No matter what, always look at every subject with new eyes. Challenge yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself in that same echo chamber. You don't even know you're in it. Yeah, well said. Um, all right. What else? You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you I got a news? quick one. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but the left is freaking out about Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers <laughs> reveals he's reading the historic anti-socialist classic Atlas Shrugged. I don't know if you saw this, but he's on the Pat McAfee show, and uh, he said that he uh, he's reading the American classic first published in 1957. The plot concerns the crumbling of the United States economy due to collectivism and altruism. It has sold millions of copies in several languages. Socialism may have stumbled and fell uh, from the Soviet Union, but its resurgence in the West by naive leftists is one of the greatest dangers we face today. Look no further than Joe Biden, once witnessed uh, again by the absolute devastation by the socialist mindset. And so during the Monday Night Football, Green Bay quarterback uh, revealed he, uh, he's reading Atlas Shrugged and it was on his bookshelf. People went haywire and it makes me really happy because I'm right now in the project, <laughs> the process of reading Anthem again, another book everyone should read. I'll bet he's read the number one best-selling book of the entire year of 2021, which was American Marxism by Mark sure Levin. I bet he has. Which not many people will tell you it's the number one book because no one will cover it, but it's the number one selling book of the entire year. All right, live from Studio 6B, we'll do some uh, Crazy Town, some more video, a couple of the stories I want to get to. What is Nancy Pelosi hiding? It's 
all I'm interested in when it comes to January 6th. We'll talk about that. Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Let me talk to you about uh, Birch Gold here for a second. You know, conti- uh, inflation continues to rise. Value of the dollar continues to go down. President Biden is out, of course, wanting to spend more of your money. If it doesn't have a T in front of it for trillions, doesn't matter. Good to see, by the way, um, Joe Manchin says still no on Build Back Better. Looks like he's holding the line, which is what we need him to do. So you're probably considering your financial alternatives right now, and, well, I don't blame you. Paper money, cash is trash. How do you protect your hard-earned savings? Well, one option is to consider Birch Gold. Birch Gold Group are experts in precious metals. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly, they have options. You can buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA into a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA. Here's how you get started. Text AMERICA to 989898. That's all you got to do. Text AMERICA to 989898 from your mobile device. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit with no obligation. They'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. That's always a benefit. So get the facts and get started today. You have nothing to lose. Text the word AMERICA to 989898. Get your free information kit from Birch Gold. They made it super easy. All you got to do is text the word AMERICA to 989898 right now and find out how owning gold and silver could help protect your savings. I'll tell you, it's a great idea to do it. Even if the Fed is able to stick to what they say they're going to do, which is to raise interest rates. You saw the stock market today, even at the hint, even at the hint that the, um, that the Fed is going to think about unloading some bonds. You saw what the market did in the later half of the day today. Just at the hint that they're going to unload. Saw the tr- a 10-year treasury. Um, so they even hint at taking some of the money out of the market or off the balance sheet. So getting into something like gold, it's a good hedge against inflation. It's a good hedge against the craziness that may be to come with whatever the policy that comes out of the Fed is. So, Especially with so many suppressed ETF markets, there's so much manipulation. And, you know, Goldman Sachs has been busted umpteen times with, you know, suppressing gold prices and silver prices. I just think anybody out there, if you have a few extra bucks and you're trusting this stock market hitting all-time highs and you're not pulling anything out of it and buying gold or silver, I think you're nuts. Just think you're nuts. It's going to be an interesting year. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's about positioning yourself really for what's the, what you think is to come. You know, I, I tweeted out that I, listening to the Fed the, at the end of last year when he had his big decision – on what he was going to do. And of course, they pretty much came out and said exactly what we thought. We're going to limit bond purchases. We'll reduce them by $15 billion a month until it gets to zero. And then we'll probably raise rates at least two, maybe three times this year. I was not convinced then, and I'm still not convinced now, that, they're, they have, that raising rates is going to be something that they're going to be able to pull off. How? How can they? I know. I don't know. 
They're you, so boxed in if you if, I, if you ask me. I just feel I look. I'm, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. I think this has all to do with that great reset and a failing system. I mean, we know there's no fiat system has ever lasted this long. I mean, it it can't. It's the dollar's pinned and hinged to nothing. I mean, there's no value. It's just paper based on our us all agreeing that it has value. But once there is no true value in bond, and they keep in in, you know, in pumping out. Liquidity. I mean, how is it ever going to be any value in that dollar at all? I, I, I'm. So I don't know what's going to happen next, but I do know this: this system, it's on its last breath. That's scary, Paul. We'll see. We'll see. It's um, scary because what do you replace it with? Yeah, I mean. So it'll be it'll be central bank digital currencies. It'll be CBDCs. Right now, we're seeing it in China. Yuan is is going straight digital. They're introducing a digital currency uh, for the Olympics over there. They, they've been conditioning people to use it forever. They've hinged it to the social credit scores. You know, it's if you don't behave, you you they'll be able to control you. You know, get getting access to your savings and money. You gonna tell me the elitists don't want that here? The world bankers aren't hell bent on control. They've always been. Well, you heard from the uh, the lady that now ha- her nomination for for what was it, commerce? She was withdrawn. Be- the communist, the lady, uh, you know, she she wanted right, right. digital money so they the government can control. You know who gets it, and well, if you got too much, they can pull it back. I mean, we're going to have a digital dollar. There's no, there's no, there's no stopping. There's them. no two ways around that. That's coming for sure. The only way to compete with it is if there are competing currencies in the blockchain that are so decentralized that they can't stop them. And then how do, you know, then we all access them on these. And then Amazon, I mean, Apple and all these massive mega corporations who are not capitalistic, they're completely corporatistic, will have complete control. and They shut the power off. Then, then what? You know, and they control the the problem is you control the currency, you control the multitude. Right. And the problem is, how do we? What's what's the only thing that people will be able to trade other than their labor and maybe silver or gold? When the dollar has no value, silver and gold have always had value. I don't know what to expect next. All I know is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's scary right now. It's really yeah. scary. Well, definitely, uh, you you know, we're going to get a digital. We're going to get some kind of central bank digital currency here, for sure. Um, I, I actually think Amazon, these, they're going to have their own, I think so they're going to have their own coin. They're going to have Amazon coin or Apple coin. Then you're going to have to use that or whatever to shop there, to interact, transact. I, I heard, by the way, I heard Jason Miller on with, uh, Anthony Popliano on his, uh, best business show, which is good. I watch it every yeah, day. Pop's got a good show. And, um, Getter's coming out with some kind of their own, um, um, I, I don't know if they're using Bitcoin in the Lightning Network or they're coming out with their own thing. I'm not sure what they're doing, but he talked about peer-to-peer transactions. You mean like a geek coin? I'm, I may ask you to leave. If you- <laughs> <laughs> geek out! <laughs> so, um, well, we'll see. So, all right, let's get, I want to get to this. Well, we got to get to Crazy Town, G. Let's do Crazy Town because I've been waiting on this the whole, the whole day. Uh, Biden is hopeful... Biden is hopeful for 2020. Roll it. Bring it out.
2020. You haven't seen this? No. <laughs> Folks. Good little Ben. <laughs> Look at that desk. Oh, it's, it's so Kamala. funny. Oh, there's the little Kamala sighting. There goes Daffy Duck. Since we're more than 10 feet apart, while we're speaking, we're going to take our masks off. Oh, oh thanks. And uh, I know there's a concern and some considerable confusion. And I'll give it to you straight, as I <laughs> promised you I always would. The impact from the rising cases depends on the effect on the person based on whether that person, what their vaccination status is. Okay. Ooh, you can it. control how big an impact Omicron is going to have on your health if you get over Omicron. Oh. And by the way, we Make have booster shots for the whole nation, okay? <laughs> we, you can still get COVID, but if you're unvaccinated, <laughs> you have some reason to be alarmed. Many of you, you will, uh, you know, uh, uh, die. There's still 35 million people. Not vaccinated. So there's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh, because of the American cool. Rescue Plan, where the first month we were in office, or second month, that I signed in March, we provided the states with 130 billion, with a B, billion dollars funding for ventilation. Ventilation systems to the schools, social distancing classrooms, even larger classrooms, on buses and everything from bus drivers to buses, the, the actual bus. There are additional, in all this process, in the last two weeks, we have developed hundreds of military, we have deployed, I should say, hundreds of military doctors and nurses. Dr. Fauci, we've developed, like an echo chamber. We've deployed, okay? whatever. Uh -huh. But, Repeating myself, but Dr. Fauci said it very clearly. Booster shots work. It's easier than ever to get a booster shot. And more importantly than ever, than ever has been. Even teachers have them. Google, quote, COVID test near me. Go there, Google, excuse me, COVID test near me on Google to find the nearest site where you can get a test most often and free. Yeah. You know, well, actually, right now, so the more say, tests are available, no we're going to continue to become available. Next week, our uh, our requirement that your insurance company reimburse you for at-home tests takes effect, so you mm. don't have to you know, get get reimbursed. Thank God. Unvaccinated God. kids are at risk, Ugh. yet the vaccinated are going to have a way to protect them. Get vaccinated. I know we're all tired and frustrated about the pandemic. Here we go. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it together. Yeah. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. Oh. <laughs> Wacko. Oh. oh, my God. Well, at least he knows he's in the right decade. Oh, my God. Right? He didn't you know, say 2018. He's exhausting. Have, having the ability to think for yourself, <laughs> read the data for yourself, come up with your own ideas, look at the data, look at reality. Makes it all the more, um, you know, I, I mean, I think I, I'm sure there's people who listen to him who take him seriously. I, I, I just I just can't take him seriously. He's a one trick pony with the vaccinated boosted, get vaccinated boosted. I just don't know how to, you don't laugh at him at this point, knowing everything we know about the vaccines and the boosters. I don't think the people that voted for him even watch him at this point. I mean, because I just, if they saw that, I think that number 
would be even even uh, higher who keep, as to who doesn't think he's doing a good job. Keeps trotting him out here on the fake set to give the same speech. So what I'd like to know is if there are 300 million Americans or 330, and this thir- he's saying there's 35 million of us not vaccinated, so 10%, how many of us are under five? So what is left the adult population? Leave the rest of us alone if those numbers are true, which we know those numbers are not true. That's not even factor in natural immunity. Get that. No one's even. That's how we know the whole thing is a complete scam when they're not even factoring in natural antibodies and immunity or the fact that, you know, when Novavax, right, they're coming out with that protein. Uh, Novavax, yeah. Novavax. And Fauci the other day said something to the effect of, I don't know why we need any more uh, oh, you know, vaccines. It must be, actually, it must work then, you know. Right. Fauci's against it. Right. It's how scary because he probably has no financial interest or connection to that. Yeah, probably. You know, it's, it's, it's psychotic. It's but really but psychotic. Paul brings up an, you know, I'm th- sitting here thinking as he's bringing up the numbers. He, he said 35 million. So let's just take him at his word that he actually knows anything of what he's talking about, even that that number's right. Think about these numbers. 10%, not vaccinated. So that, that leaves what? That, so his numbers are what? 90% of people have been vaccinated? Yeah. And look at, the, look at where we are. If that based on that and everybody's got Omicron, what, what, what's the point? You just used your own words against you again, you buffoon. Look at where we are. This guy inherited the vaccines. He inherited whatever President Trump did. He's done nothing to kick the can down the road. He's done nothing to make any of it better. He has screwed up the entire thing. He, did not, he was not able to get rid of the virus like he told us 9,000 times. Now he says, oh, it's, there's no federal solution. It's to the states. He didn't see Omicron coming. There's no testing. Monoclonals he can't get. Now today they've reversed that and said, okay, we're going to start releasing them. The CDC changes. Oh, it's 10 days. Okay, now it's five days. Now you can go back to work. if you're. How do you take these people seriously at all at this point? I don't know. All right, sports and news to wrap it up on a Tuesday live from Studio 6B. All right, 13 to the hour live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Couple more things I want to try to get to, but let's uh, do some news and sports here. Let's start with sports. Slick Rick, what's going on? Hey, Big D, the folks over on the Rav Chat, Bike a Chick, Take Me to the Sea, Maddle 555, Eyes on Heaven. They want to know what your getter handle is. Everybody's asking. They've been on the at chat. L- all night. It's at LFS6B. There you go. That's Damon. I don't have one personally. I have at Damon Roberts on Twitter, but I barely use it. I use it more for financial stuff, crypto stuff, than I do politics. So. Just follow at LFS6B. That's both Twitter and get, uh, Getter. So you can watch me geet. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh! Yeah, see? It's, it's starting. I just wanted to see what you two were going to do. It's starting. Hey, well, Calroy on Getter is geeting me. So is uh, MR1DR. Hey, I'm up to not geeting you. Oh, they're geeting me, yeah. No, they're not. Yes, they are. I have, uh, I'm up to 300 and something geeters. No, they're not called geeters. <laughs> That's actually awesome. Imagine getting a shirt that, like, I'm a geeter. I thought this yeah, was what? sports. 
Yeah, I thought listen. it was too, Gio. Thank you. Hey, Thank let, you. Let me, let, yeah, let me geek the sports here. And uh, <laughs> but let's go to the uh, Texas Bowl. Uh, seven nothing. Kansas State continues to lead LSU. One quarter in the books, Big D. So uh, that's what's going on down there. If you want to check out the Texas Bowl, the that, what did we? What did we plan? Oh, we didn't. Huh? Now we didn't bet that one. I should have taken. I should have taken twenty five hundred and laid it on KSU. But that's all right. We got plenty of games coming up this weekend. Right. National championship. My vitamins Monday are going to kick in. I'm feeling good. Yeah, you think you're going to win the national championship? I'm on the fence with the national championship. I don't know Georgia or Alabama. I'm not. That's a tough one. Three and a half. Not a lot of points. All right. Well, you're not going to you're not going to tip your hand on that one. I know. <laughs> um, and I, I, want, I was corrected earlier. Thomas Hammer on on Twitter corrected me. Pittsburgh edge rusher T.J. Watt has 21 and a half sacks. He's still one sack short of tying Michael Strahan of the New York Giants and his all time record for most sacks in the NFL. He's going to go down to Baltimore this weekend and try to do it. But you know, it's funny. It's 17th game, and uh, Strahan did it in 16. But we know uh, who was it? Brett Favre laid down for that last sacks. That's a long story. Um, so get. Getting over to Jim Harbaugh. Stop it. You always with your shots, you cowboy fan. <laughs> you know, Paul. Jim Harbaugh has a real interest in returning to the NFL. Zach Wasink of Yard Barker, current Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh, guided the program to a college football playoff semifinal appearance for the 2021 season and previously took the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl while going 44-19-1 overall with the franchise. Perhaps Harbaugh believes he's hit a figurative ceiling with Michigan. The Athletics' Bruce Feldman reports Harbaugh could be interested in leaving Michigan to return to the NFL. I think it's real. One source told Feldman about Harbaugh's alleged desire to maybe accept a job with an NFL team such as the Las Vegas Raiders or Chicago Bears. Under Harbaugh, the Wolverines fell to Georgia Bulldogs 34-11 to in the college football playoff this last Friday night. So, be interesting to see how that shakes out. Big D. And uh, one more. The uh, ESPN's Rachel Nichols agrees to settlement after fallout from Maria Taylor comments. That was a story we had over the summer. That whole bombshell report that leaked when uh, they said uh, Nicole's uh, made some comments about ESPN's um, diversity issues and their lack thereof. Uh, and because she was white, blew up to this whole thing, and she ended up leaving ESPN, even though that diversity comment could have also been made about females because she was a female. So uh, long story short. It still that's is, too. And still is, exactly. Was, is, and always will be. Um, but her comment was, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. Nichols said in that bombshell report leaked from the New York Times earlier this year, back in July. She goes, I know personally from the female side of it, ESPN does have a long record of diversity issues. So anyway, long and short of it is she's moved on. And uh, that's the scoop on that big D. That's sports. That's a wrap. Back to you. All right, very good. Uh, someone on Twitter, LPK, said, we don't want a CBDC. It's not what we voted for. Well, unfortunately, these are unelected bureaucrats that are in charge of this stuff. So, um, Yeah, unfortunately, the Federal Reserve much. is not a government entity. Yes. Do not let anyone tell you a quasi-government entity means it's anything. private institution. It is a private institution, and we are victims of their policy. Yes. Um, any other news, Paul, you want to get to? No, I'm pretty much wiped out. All right, so I got one thing I want to try to get to here, and that is uh, there's a couple different versions of this story, but I'm going to go with the one in the Federalist today. Nancy Pelosi is blocking access to House January 6th records. What is she hiding by Tristan Justice in the Federalist today? Nancy Pelosi is not interested in a genuine examination of the events of January 6th. Well, we know that for sure. An honest review of the day's timeline might reveal why. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is not interested. At the U.S. Capitol building, as the U.S. Capitol building came under siege, House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving 
sought approval from Pelosi to dispatch the National Guard in an episode confirmed by the Speaker's office to the New York Times. Four days later, former Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund, who resigned his post in the riots aftermath, told the Washington Post it was far from the first time National Guard reinforcements were requested. In fact, Sun told the paper the request was made six times. Sun said Irving, overseen by Pelosi, thought the Guard's deployment was bad optics two days before the raid. Pelosi and House Democrats had previously condemned the presence of federal troops in the nation's capital to quell the sustained insurrection of left-wing anarchists. A month later, the Daily Caller reported Irving's discussions with the Speaker's office were factors in his blender of decision-making, citing three sources familiar with Irving's talk with the House Administration Committee. Only one side has handed over the relevant documents to the Republican investigators to support their claims. It isn't those subservient to Pelosi. In a letter to the Speaker on Monday, House Republicans independently probing the Capitol riot outlined at least four times last year that House deputies under Pelosi's command denied requests to review documents shedding light on the security decisions of January 6th. There is irony in the fact that at the same time House Democrats are holding witnesses in criminal contempt of Congress for raising genuine questions of legal privilege, wrote Illinois Representative Rodney Davis, you continue to obstruct Republican access to House records relating to the security preparedness of the Capitol complex. In a call with reporters Monday, Davis said the records hidden under seal would likely reveal coordination between the Speaker's office and security personnel that Pelosi has routinely denied. The Speaker expects security professionals to make security decisions and to be briefed about those decisions, Pelosi's Deputy Chief of Staff Drew Hamill told the Daily Caller in February last year, claiming Pelosi was never consulted about the National Guard prior to January 6th. I believe that those records, Davis told reporters of the documents kept from Republican investigators, will show that there was a lot of communication and coordination between the Speaker's office and law enforcement officials up to and on hmm. January 6th. Explain yourself. As Pelosi's office has sought to downplay the Speaker's role in House security decisions, it was still Pelosi who ordered the extended shutdown of the Capitol to visitors citing coronavirus, installed metal detectors in the chamber and was approached by Irving to approve the National Guard's reinforcements on January 6th. Colluding with House officials to deny requests to House members based on partisan affiliation, federal agencies have also refused to comply with congressional demands to supply documents to Republican lawmakers probing the riot. So you see what's going on here? This thing is a total farce. And the only thing that anyone should be interested in is this. Yeah. Because this is where really the buck should have stopped. The president, as we know, offered up National Guard troops and was denied or said, no, it's not necessary. Hey, the, did you and Rick read about that there was also reports that showed that Trump actually had detailed Secret Service protection for Pence? Um, and that's starting to come to light now. Did you guys read anything about that? Have you heard anything about that yet? No. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll do my homework on that because tomorrow we're gonna do a little bit on the sixth, right? We're gonna tomorrow yeah. we'll make it a on the eve of the greatest threat to. 
that they want to put in primetime television, by the way. I should tell you all you need to know, too. Oh, yeah, let's get the cameras in here so we can make a real show of it. Now, tune in here. You have to watch it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go over more of this tomorrow. We'll take a look at all aspects. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, guys, on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Thanks to Harry for stopping by. Thanks to Real America's Voice. Most of all, though, there you go. Land of the free, baby. Home <laughs> of the brave. Still. Thanks to you, the Live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night on a Wednesday night, 8 p.m., right here, live from Studio 6B.